Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in September of 2021. And welcome to episode 53, Learning About Counting. Very good topic. Seriously. And so it, crucial. Not just for little people, too. Middle no. and high school. I mean, if you don't count with your kids, you're going to find out why. You should. <laughs> That's right. So first, we want to give a shout out to someone who gave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Awesome. It was Long Torso. I I would love to know who that is, right? Right? They must be tall. (laughs) Maybe. I enjoy listening to the ideas presented in this podcast. The only thing I don't like is when they ask for a five-star review. Other than that, it is great to listen to, and I feel like I'm always learning or thinking about something new. Oh, yay. Thank you, ladies, for taking the time out of your busy lives to help other teachers learn and grow. Oh, I love that. I Thank love you that. so much. So just in case you want to know why we ask for a five-star rating and review, it actually increases our spot in Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasting platform, it's all in the algorithms. Algorithms. Yeah, it it really helps if someone is searching for a podcast, then the more reviews and the more five-star reviews you get. The the, higher up the food chain. Right, right. But I, but I get it. I know. I mean, listen, we appreciate any kind of feedback because we really do. We look at those reviews and we, we reflect on them and we think about how we can make it better and how we can continue to grow. And I was also thinking about our intro and outro. I mean, we did that the very first time that we recorded a yes. podcast. Yeah, here's and here's here's you know, where the, the back end of it is. We actually recorded that a year and a half ago yeah. now. And that was a long time. Maybe we, we should consider re, re, re-recording it again. Because we don't record that every time. We no, just we do just the same thing. Put it off the beginning and the end. I don't know. Uh, eh. Maybe it's time for a change. I don't know. We're not maybe, there yet. Maybe season three will All change right. it. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, let's talk about our reflection. I have a reflection that something, you know, again, when you're establishing routines in your class and that environment and that learning environment and the growth mindset, mm-hmm. something that, I mean, it's bound to happen, in, especially in math class, I feel like, there's going to be frustrations, right? Kids yes. are going to get frustrated because they don't understand something on that same day that you right. you talk about it or you teach it or you, you know, you try right. a problem together and they're like, I don't, I still don't understand this yet. And that's great to have that yet mm-hmm. and add it to the end of of that sentence or that thought that they might have. One thing that I've really, this question, I don't know how this question kind of came up in my my repertoire, Mm -hmm. but it's something that grew out of last year. Mm -hmm. And it's now my favorite question to ask students when they get stuck or when they're not sure they're they're getting that frustration is building in them, you know? This the question is do you understand it better than you did yesterday? I love that. And I I it's my favorite <laughs> question. I'm telling you it's my favorite question to ask 
because the answer is almost always, I've never had a kid say no. Right. Every kid says yes. And I say, that's the goal. Right. The goal is that you understand, even if it's just a tiny minuscule amount Mm -hmm. that you understand it better than yesterday. That's it. That's the goal. That's what we want. That's what that's what we're here for, for you to understand, have a better understanding of it than the day before. I also don't know if if teachers and parents realize that the standards are to be mastered by the end of the year. Yeah. It doesn't have to be mastered in that unit one. In right? four days. In four, right. No, it's not four days. It's a long process. I mean, how many years did it take me to understand different bases? Um, 40 something? Yeah. So don't worry, everybody. You you have time to keep learning. That's right. Well, I have some good news that I want to share. I can't wait to hear. I know you know that I do Wonder Wednesday at my school. Yes. The very first week that I did it, and I use everything from estimation180.com. So if you haven't checked that out, go check that out. I had 65 participants the very first week. Now, I had to do it through email because not everyone has a Google Classroom set up this year. Where last year, I just pushed into everyone's Google Classroom. It was so easy. And I was like, how am I going to do that this year? Yeah. So the only thing I could think of is email, right? Right. Because it's my Google form. I had, and I even said to the littles teachers, I said, if you're kindergarten, first or second grade, or even third grade, since it's the first one, feel free to do it as a class. And so I had three teachers do it as a class. And then... 62 kids did it on their own, right? Awesome. This past week, it, it was in the 80s. And so next week, I'm assuming it's just going to keep climbing because the kids, I mean, they love right. Wonder Wednesday. Of course what, they do. I mean, and what do they win? There, there's no winning. They just, I announce their names if they are close or exact because the whole thing is about estimation. Right. So I kind of determine what the reasonable estimation is, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't tell them. Right. You know, I don't say this person got, you know, 50 away or five away or whatever it yeah. is. But that, that's that's the big thing. They get to hear their names on the announcements. I mean, what kid doesn't love that? I know. Seriously, <laughs> they love it. They love and it. And I say so-and-so from so-and-so's class. So nice. they know exactly who it is. Who it is. Yep. Nice. Let's get into today's episode, learning about counting. One little side note, one thing that we discovered (laughs) when we were going back into season one, looking for what episode, you know, mirrors this one. Mm -hmm. It was actually episode 35, not around the world, around the circle. And what's funny is that it is, it's a palindrome, right? So it's episode 35 and now we're in episode 53. 53. So a little palindrome there for you. We didn't set that up on purpose. We did not. But now I'm kind of like, maybe we should try to do it again. Anyway. I want and I want to reiterate exactly what you said at the very beginning of the episode, which is that counting is absolutely not just for primary or elementary students. Right. Counting really needs to go up and beyond into middle school, high school. It is so important. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe me, <laughs> let me refer to a book, uh, Number Sense Routines by Jessica Shumway. Mm-hmm. She says on page 56, students who struggle with mathematics often lack counting skills. 
They might not know the number sequence and or how to skip count. They might not have visual models of amounts as they count and or they might not understand patterns in place value. Counting is not just a memorized sequence. Counting is putting a name to the quantities, understanding the way our number system is organized and using patterns. Counting sequences help children understand relationships among numbers and further develops their abilities to apply these understandings to problem solving situations. Okay, now I'm gonna add to that. And mm, I don't even remember how many years ago I learned the counting principles. And as I was Googling for this show, I found some sites that had more than what I had learned. So I'm going to link up one in our show notes that has, I think, 10 counting principles. Wow. But I just want to go over the five that I originally learned. Yeah. And just know that there's more than this. But the first one is stable order. That's Mm. where a kid can actually just verbally say everything in sequential order. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Okay. Then we move to -to one-to-one correspondence. Yeah. Where when they say the number in the sequence, they know that each object receives one count and only one count. So think about when your kids were little. Yeah. Did they go one, two, three, and they kept the two, three on the same thing that they were counting. So then they didn't have one-to-one correspondence. So now you see what it is? Yes. Okay. Because I'm trying to do this verbally too, right? Right, right. Okay, the next one is cardinality, that the last number spoken in a counting sequence names the quantity for that set. Gotcha. So let's say the kid counted to seven, and you say, so how many are in there? And they say seven, right. and not have to go back and go one, one two, two, three, three four, right. five, seven. Yeah. <laughs> and then we move to conservation, which means moving the pieces around, changing the order, doesn't change the number in the set. Yeah. So let's say they count seven and you move them around, right? You haven't added any pieces, you haven't taken away any pieces, and you say how many are here. And, and they, they have to count over again. Then they don't have conservation <laughs> yeah. of number right, yet, right? right. <laughs> but if they say seven, then they're in that place, gotcha. right? And then the fifth one I want to talk about is hierarchical inclusion, which I love. That's always a tough one to say, where all the numbers preceding a number are included in the value Uh, of another section of numbers. So in seven, there are five. Well, in seven, there are one and two and three and four and five and six. Okay. Yes. You got okay, it, okay, right? Yeah. Not just five, but right. it has all right, the right, other. Right, 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 but there are, but the number five is included in seven. So think of like the little Russian dolls, yes, you know, where they yes. keep taking the pieces yes. out. If the big one is seven, and then all of the other numbers, right. the little dolls that right. get smaller, are part of that set as well. Yeah. So there's other ones like subitizing, right? Abstraction, and some other ones. So I'll I'll link that into the show notes. But at least that gives people an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah. And another huge thing, I want to implore all teachers and parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents and anybody that has a little in their life, please teach the parents to teach the kids to count everything. Yeah. So starting with the little, do they even make them anymore? Probably the little puffs that, you know, our kids. Oh, yes. Where they melt in their mouth, right? Yes. So you put three of those little puffs in front of them and you say, here's one, here's two, here's three. 
there are three puffs. Yeah. Right? So you're kind of building that number sense when they, they're sitting in the high chair. On a complete tangent. Yes. I actually, last year, I had a, a student who, that's what they brought in for their snacks, those little <laughs> puffs, because they had a younger sibling, like a baby sibling no. at home. Yes. That's <laughs> hilarious. So we have, we had fifth graders like eating baby, baby food. Anyway, <laughs> that was a complete side note. But yes, I know exactly which puffs. But yeah, I, and we used to, when my kids were little, we used to count their bath toys, right? The little mm-hmm. ducks, they would have a whole bunch of little ducks. So we would count all the ducks and sing the song with the five little ducks that were in the pond and then one flew away or something. Right. There was a whole little song that right. we played all the time and we would or sing like that. the five monkeys jumping in the bed. Yeah, same, same one thing. One fell those, off. Those songs <laughs> are so, so important with those foundational, for those foundational skills. And to have those little pieces. Yeah. You know, the little ducks or the frogs or the, and if you don't have that, at least you have your fingers. Right. 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 Yeah, But I, I think it's also important to remember that it's not just for those kindergarten students, for those first graders or the pre-K. I, I want to give some examples of what I've done in my yep. in my class. Now, we are in the decimal unit. For fifth grade. For fifth grade. So right now, my examples kind of live in that world in the decimal unit. But just remember, you can apply this to fractions. You can apply this to whole numbers. To I, I'm thinking third grade when they're learning about multiples, so important, mm-hmm. so necessary um, to do those counts, like counting by threes, counting by fours. Right. Making them a unit. Yes. You're unitizing, which is yeah. another part of the counting principles. Right. <laughs> and... Just the vocabulary that comes around with counting. Yes. We talk about odd and evens. And we've had this conversation before. I think we may have mentioned it in episode 35 about how last year the kids said, oh, well, one and two tenths is an even number. But it's not. Do you know that I saw on Twitter this week that somebody was talking to their high school kids about even and odd numbers. Yeah. And, you know, whatever the number, they didn't know the whole number was even or odd because they were looking at all the numbers instead of whatever's in the ones place in high school. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. That that frightened me. Yeah. So what would be, now that we're talking about that, what would be your definition of an odd number or an even number that you would share with kids? I would say that an even number has pairs. Right. And an odd number doesn't or has an extra yeah. or is missing one. And so I would use whatever we have. We have pairs of eyes. We have pairs of ears. But we the have pairs have to be whole numbers. Whole numbers, right. Whole number pairs. Exactly. Because you could pair up one and two tenths, right? Right. Two but tenths, two tenths. So I think actual using actual objects in this case right. is a great idea. Yes. So keep pairing up. You know, even the color tiles yeah. or the counting bears or the whatever, the number of markers you have, you know, make pairs of them. Okay. Do you have any extra or leftover? No. Then that's an even number. Are negative numbers odd or even? Yes. Right? Negative four. Would that be an even number? Get me uh, the big the big book right there. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Okay, I had you get out the big guns, the other big guns. Yeah. We have about three big guns, I would say. This is Marion Small's Understanding the Math We Teach and How to Teach It, K-8. to 
So I went to page 160 and 161, and it talks about even and odd numbers like this. Even before students work with multiplication and division, they learn that the 0, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10 pattern represents the even numbers. In fact, many older students will define even numbers as those that end in 0, 2, 4, 6, and 8. The concept of, quote, evenness, however, is a multiplicative idea. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> Each even number represents an amount that is a multiple of two. It can be modeled using groups of two or two equal groups with nothing left over. Odd numbers are defined by what they are not. They are the non-even numbers. Students can also represent odd numbers by relating them to even numbers as either one more or one less than even numbers. Many students wonder whether zero is an even number. And you and I, we discussed this on a episode yeah. in the past. There are two reasons why zero is considered even. This is kind of funny because we talked about it's a special case. Right. And it could or could not be. Right. One is that it is part of the pattern of even numbers, two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah. So I think the ten is where, right? Yeah. And the other is that it is a multiple of two because two times zero is zero, and all multiples of two are even numbers. So it doesn't say anything about negative numbers. Yeah. But if you're modeling what negative four looks like using those counters, remember when we looked at that video with the red, the the one, the two-sided, two-colored counters, one on one side, one on the other? Right. Negative four could be like four reds. You would still have pairs. Like they, they would, you know what I'm saying? I do. So the next section talks about multiples. A multiple of a number is the product of that number with an integer multiplier. For example. So an integer is. This says, for example, eight is a multiple of four since eight equals two times four. Negative eight is uh. also a multiple of four because negative two times four. But even though nine can re be represented as the product of four and another number, like nine equals two and 25 hundredths times four, it is not a multiple of four. The multiplier is not an integer. So it has to be an integer. It has to be a whole number. So it's, but an integer is a positive a whole, or a negative right. whole number. Whole number. Right. So integers are, like negative numbers are odd and even. Also. I guess so. Yeah. According to this book, right? But I'm sure we can go to another site. <laughs> this is why we need mathematicians to agree on stuff. Well, they're not going to because I then there's know. the whole trapezoid oh, and that's a whole other wormhole. <laughs> I don't even want to call Exclusive it a rabbit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other thing. All right. So let's get back to counting. Okay. I, I think that, so let me give some examples of some of the counts that I've done in my class. Yes. And what I mean, we talked about in the previous episode, also episode 35, we talked about how you can do a choral count where everyone is counting at the same time. Yes. Or a counting around the circle where you're just going one by one. One by one. Right. And then you're recording for both of those things. Just like a number talk, you are writing down or recording the the count as you go. Mm -hmm. And then looking for patterns and, and everyone is participating. And even at the beginning, you can even estimate. A great question to ask is, you know, what's your estimate? What do you think we're going to end, end right, at right. once we've gone around the room? And that's also really telling, too, because 
when we first did our counts and I was doing it using decimals, kids were guessing there's 20 some odd in my class. Mm -hmm. The kids were guessing that they would get up to like 15. And wait, what were you counting by? Like by a tenth. Yeah. Okay. Right? Their numbers were way off. Right. And they got better as we go at their estimating skills have, have gotten better. But still, it's... It was shocking, you know? <laughs> a little like, alarming. Oh, oh, you think we're going to get that high? Okay, <laughs> let's try this. Okay, so let me give you some examples. So I just thought, you know, top of my head, there's four that I have. We did counting by a tenth, starting at zero. Let me talk about that. I think the misconception mm-hmm. is that it's so simple that kids should be able to do it without any trouble without any hesitation. If they can count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, they should be able to count one tenth, two tenths, three tenths, four tenths, right. five tenths. That is false. Uh huh. And it is so shockingly false. Like I can't even tell you how stunned I am every time we are counting by just a tenth, and the kids still have trouble in fifth grade just by saying because all they're saying is the unit one tenth. Two tenths. Right. Three tenths. I want to know what happens after nine tenths. What do they do? (laughs) So this is where conversation is so important. Key. Because you can say, we say, yes, I'll say, yes, it's ten Ten tenths. tenths. What is that number also known as? Okay. Kind of like an AKA, right? Right, Like it's also known as one whole. Mm -hmm. And then same with eleven tenths. Right. Also known as... So it's really, I think you really have to do it both ways. You have to have one count maybe with just words the in written form, mm-hmm. you know, and you could show like 11 tenths, 12 tenths, right. and maybe that connection, I haven't tried this yet, maybe that would be a, a better way to connect those two. But maybe also have one and one tenth written right. out. Right, right. You know, and so and we say it that way too. right. And have the number, like 1.1. 1. 1. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So and they know. It, let me tell you, again, but, it's but so again, important. Again, that's just counting. Like, they don't even know what that means. Yeah. They don't They don't know what it means. No. No. So we're going back to the very beginning of the counting principles, where it's just having stable order. Yeah. Right. And then think about, I could bring in dimes here. Right. I was, that was tenth, the thing I was thinking a of. A tenth, if I'm trying to bring in that manipulative... With it, I can bring in that dime and say, okay, now I have ten hundredths, two, or one tenth, two, two tenths, tenths, three right. tenths, or ten hundredths, twenty hundredths, right. thirty hundredths. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Right. It gets, it gets complicated quickly. Yes. Especially since they don't use coins anymore. That's true too. Right. You don't always have to start at zero. You can start at any, anywhere, anywhere, yes. any, any number that you wish. So another example could be, we're still going to count by a tenth, but this time we're going to start at nine and five tenths. Nice. Because what do I want to get to? What? I want to cross, cross over. over the ten. I want to cross over that ten. Right. Because I want to see, can they do that? Right. You know, and even interestingly, if you did 99 and two tenths, can they cross over to that 100? Right. Right. So it's all these these little yep. these little things to check. That's just counting up. Oh God! Right. Let's talk about counting down or counting back. Or counting yes, back. That's something we 
have to do oh my in God. every grade level. Crucial. Crucial. Right? So let's go back to the high chair. So there's your three puffs. Yes. You ate one. Yeah. Now you have one less than three. Right. You well, have two. Think about right? those songs. It's five little monkeys. Yes. And then it's four. four and uh-huh. then it's three. It's, it's the counting back. Uh-huh. Okay. Again, you can start at any number, eight and two-tenths. Mm-hmm. Count back by a tenth. You can start at a whole number. Start at 14. Ooh. Count back <laughs> by a tenth. Or yep. count back by two tenths, oh, right? Yeah. And then increase, obviously, right. by what you're counting by. You can increase or decrease depending on what it is that you're trying to do. Right. How does this connect to that core lesson? How does that connect to like what Jennifer said in her Number Sense book? That we need children to understand relationships among numbers and further develop their abilities to apply these understandings to problem-solving situations. Mm-hmm. So we had a task where there it was a word problem and I honestly I don't remember what it was we've done so many uh I think it was something like Lily walks two and eight tenths miles and Bobby walks one and two tenths miles how much further did Lily walk than Bobby right obviously we're subtracting here right finding the difference finding the difference but here's where and I actually had a student say this. But really, we're comparing. <clears throat> right, we comparison. are. Yes, it right. is. It is a comparison. I had a student say we were actually counting by two tenths. I did not plan this. This was a complete accident. Okay. But she, we were counting by two tenths that day, and she said, "Oh, this is just like our." count today (laughs) where we can count backwards right we can count down by two tenths oh my god i'm like ah yeah you can (laughs) (laughs) yes yes you can and i think that it also counting back using a number line here Mm -hmm. is just such a great model to show that count Mm-hmm. So there's just so much. Yes. There's so much that comes in. The vocabulary, like I was saying before, consecutive. We've talked about yes. con- that word, consecutive. We've talked about place value and the names of the place. Because when we're there talking about patterns, mm-hmm. they they see, oh, in the tenths column or in the ones column. Mm-hmm. It's so, it, it just brings out so much. Yep. Woo, that was a lot of information today. That was. <laughs> Our challenge for you this week, listeners, is count everything and share with us how it went and also remember to sign up for our book club if you haven't yet because we're starting this tuesday that's right mathematical mindsets can't wait p.m eastern standard time can't wait thanks for joining us we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform we invite you to join the conversation on twitter by using the hashtag learning through math We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.